When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high-quality meat cooked at home because... Let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high-quality, grass-fed and grass-finished beef, organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code etm to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking saying I do with student loans. appropriate question these days is who doesn't have student loan debt, right? If you're in your 20s and your early 30s, um, it is quite conceivable that the majority of you listening to this podcast do have some sort of student loan debt, varying to degrees, of course, and depending on what school you went to and maybe, you know, whether it was undergrad or master's degree debt. But I mean, it's just so expensive to get any type of degree, uh, even if you're just going to an online school these days, you know, it can be just as expensive as a private college. And, you know, those loans, obviously, if you have them and you're paying them off, they have a real impact on your life. They really can inhibit you, you know, trying to reach all of these amazing goals that you want to reach. But, you know, there's a lot of questions about 
what happens when you get married? You know, does that or does that not affect your student loan? Well, in the past, there used to only be a couple of different payment methods for your student loan, right? And um, when I graduated from my master's degree, that was the case. There was only a few options to choose from. And so when I got married, I wasn't really thinking, okay, how would this actually affect you know, my student loan, it was just pretty much my student loan was my student loan, I made the payment, and I made the payments until the student loan was paid off, right? And one thing I did definitely learn about your student loans is when you're going through divorce, your student loan is your debt and your debt only, right? So if you're married, and let's say you've combined different credit cards or different loans, different different types of debts that you have, you know, usually in a divorce, those are somehow split up between the two parties, either you know, you do a 50-50 split, or maybe you take more, maybe you take less. It just depends on, again, kind of where you live and and, um, what the debt is and who's working. I mean, there's so many different factors, but the point is, is that most every kind of debt you split somehow, but student loan debt, your student loan is always and forever attached to you. It's not something that you can negotiate away, right? It is pretty much what you're going to have to pay for. So I always tell people with like a grain of salt, you know, if you're getting married and maybe you're not having the best relationship before you're getting married and things are a little bit rocky, you're not even sure if you should get married and you have a lot of student loan debt, um, just so you know, that debt is, is always going to be attached to you, right? So it's not something where you can like get married and then, you know, in a year or two you get divorced and you're thinking, okay, well, you know, my spouse or soon to be ex-spouse, they're going to take half of my student loan debt. doesn't work that way with student loans. Um, And so getting married, it can and cannot necessarily have an impact on your student loans. And this is where it gets really tricky these days and, and where I think you need to, you need to really like ask yourself some questions ahead of time to think about this. Not that this is necessarily going to stop you from getting married, but I think that you know you, you need to have some sort of grasp on the impact that this could have on your budget going forward. Because getting married is supposed to be like a super joyful, super happy time. In fact, if it's not that when you're getting married, um, I urge you to kind of like, I'm, I'm waving um, the, the caution flag to you because this is the time where it's supposed to be super fun and super exciting. Not that you won't have some stress around, you know, maybe the wedding you're planning or I don't know, family stress, things like that. But but for the most part, you and your future spouse, you guys should be like, elated around your wedding. I mean, it should be so super exciting because there's a lot of crap that comes down the line after you get married. And um, you, you got to make sure that the good, the good starts out really good in the beginning, right? So the key question to ask really when you're thinking about this question is, can marriage impact my student loans? Is what type of repayment plan are you on now? Because there's not one size fits all, right? There are so many different types of repayment plans nowadays that that's why, you know, we can't just like blatant statement and say, okay, this will or this won't have an impact on your student loans getting married. Uh, and also, you know, it, it really reinforces going in and hiring a certified financial planner for an hour, somebody who's really, really knowledgeable at this, this kind of stuff that can really look at your entire situation, look at your future spouse's situation and help you get some answers that really are specific to 
your own situation, all right? Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time-consuming. I tried all of the apps. But I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So if you're on the standard 10-year repayment plan for your student loans, getting married is not going to impact them, right? You have you have this straight kind of straight line pay, payoff plan. In 10 years, you're going to be paid off. Or maybe you've already consolidated your loans and they're in uh, consolidation and maybe you're paying over 20 or 30 years 
And your payment is your payment is your payment, right? It's a fixed rate. It's not adjusting. And whether you get married or not get married, you're going to have the exact same student loan payoff, right? Also, if you have private student loans, if you've had to get a, a student loan that's not through the federal government, maybe from a bank or um you know, like a Wells Fargo or a Bank of America or something like that, getting married again is not going to impact your student loan payment. Your payment is already set up. And um, again, depending on the terms of your loan, your payment is your payment is your payment. Now, if you have a variable loan with a private lender, of course, your payments can increase, but that's not tied to you being married. That's just tied to uh, interest rates and other factors like that. So again, it's really important to first start out with knowing what type of payment plan you're actually on, because that's really what's going to make the difference here. Now, if you're on one of these fancy, um, awesome new income-driven plans, then maybe getting married maybe will affect your plan or your payment. And then this is now when you should pay attention, all right? So a couple of questions to ask yourself. Is your future spouse earning more income than you? If the answer is yes, then your income-driven plan may be higher because remember, it's based on income, uh, which is good if your income is low, right? So we all want to be on these types of plans when our income is low because, our, our monthly payment is a percentage of our income. However, if we get married and our spouse has higher income and then we file married filing jointly with our tax returns, then this will impact your loan. Because again, it's based off of earnings and when you're kind of mushed together with your spouse, if they have a higher income, this can actually raise your student loan payment. And so these types of plans are the pay-as-you-earn, revised pay-as-you-earn, income-based repayment, and income-contingent repayment plan. Those are the plans that you need to really ask yourself these questions and take a look at your incomes to figure out where you're going to be. Now, the federal student aid, um, they have this awesome... I guess, site online where they talk about income-driven plans and all the FAQs. And I'm going to put a link to this because this is really, there's so much information here. I wanted to pull out so many different things to tell you about, but I'm just going to talk about a couple of them. And then, you know, if this does apply to you, go over to the link and really read this stuff in depth and see how this, this um, you know, pertains to you. So one of the questions that was asked in these FAQs was, will I always pay the same amount each month under an income-driven repayment plan? And the answer straight from the website was no. Under all of the income-driven repayment plans, your required monthly payment amount may increase or decrease if your family or income sizes changes from year to year. Each year, you must rectify your income and your family size. This means that you must provide your loan servicer with updated income and family size information so that your servicer can recalculate your payment. You must do this even if there has been no change in your income or family size. Your payment amount will be effective for the 12-month period after it's calculated. All right, so you basically got 12 months there if your payment has already been recalculated. If you get married somewhere in that time period, you got the remainder of that 12 months. Now, this was also interesting. So the question was, is my spouse's income included when my servicer determines my eligibility for an income-driven repayment plan or my monthly payment amount? Answer, it depends on the plan. Again, of course, right? And for some plans, how you and your spouse file your federal income tax. 
Um, so uh, let me just read the one here for pay plans, um, income-based plans, um, and income contingent uh, repayment plan. So the, the answer was, if you and your spouse file separate income tax returns, your loan servicer will use only your income when determining whether you qualify for um, the payment plan or the income-based repayment plan when, when calculating your monthly amount. If you and your spouse file a joint federal income tax return, your loan servicer will use your joint income when determining your eligibility for these plans and calculating your payment amount. However, only your individual income will be used to calculate your monthly payment amount if you are separated from your spouse or are unable to reasonably assess your spouse's income. In this case, you'll provide alternate documentation of your income, such as a pay stub. All right. So you kind of see how it works. If you get married and you file jointly, which most people do, then it will be your payment will be determined based off of that joint income. So again, that's important to ask yourself the question, you know, where are we going to be at with our income? And how is that going to change our our payment plan? You know, and I've had couples ask me, like, well, does that mean we shouldn't get married? I mean, that's a total personal decision. That's not a decision that I can certainly make for you. Um, I don't, I, I'm not sure I would say don't get married just because of your student loan payment, but I'm also not in your situation and I'm not in your budget and I'm not in uh, your bank account and I don't know any of those factors. So that's a really tough like brush to, to sweep over. So that's really why communicating with your spouse, your future spouse, about everything that has to do with money is so important. And I know these topics suck. It's not like you want to like, you know, spend a weekend going like, hey, let's talk all about our money stuff and how much money we owe and if we're going to be screwed or not screwed after we get married. I mean, these are fun topics. Nobody likes to like take time and talk about these. Even when you're seasoned pro and you know that you should talk about these topics, they're not fun to talk about. They they make you want to like crawl in a hole basically, right? Because it just like opens Pandora's box for arguments, for frustrations, for you to feel bad or someone to make you feel guilty or, you know, all of those certain things. But it's so important to talk about these things because if you can navigate these before you get married and you can really be on the same page with your spending and your savings, and even down to a weekly basis, like, hey, what are we trying to achieve this week? You know, where are, where are we at this week? It does really help to squash kind of the, the, the fire that erupts when talking about money. So people are always looking for loopholes, right? Well, can't we just file our tax returns separately and not have any of this issue? Well, for one, if you do file separately, you automatically cannot deduct the above the line student loan deduction. So you lose the ability if you do married filing separately to claim that deduction. Now, again, I'm not in your finances, so I don't know what makes most sense, right? Does it make sense for you to not have that student loan deduction, but to uh, lower your student loan payment? I don't know. 
I don't know, right? That is really a question why um, question that you should have for a CPA or an accountant is just another reason why, you know, if you're getting married, any year that you're getting married, I, I always say, you know, it's such a good idea to hire a certified financial planner or hire an accountant for that year, even just buy a couple hours to talk about these questions so that you have guidance like going into this and that you're not trying to like paddle backwards because it's really hard to undo these things, right? Once you file married filing separately, um, you lose that deduction, period, period. It's done. It's over, right? It's in the can. It's done. It's over. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From Foreign Policy, I'm Rena Ninen, the host of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future, and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women, wherever you get your podcasts. Um... So I, I just want you to to think about these things and think about, you know, does the loophole, well, it's not really a loophole, right? But does the decision to do married file separately, does that actually make sense in my situation? And it's again, it's more than just one isolated decision. So what do you do, right? What do you do if you're kind of in this debacle? Well, you know, a federal consolidation loan may help. You know, it may help just kind of smooth things out with your student loans. Again, a lot of the consolidation loans, they offer a longer period, payoff period, some as much as 30 years. And of course, while that's good because it lowers your monthly payment, the downside is that you end up paying a lot more in interest over that life of that loan. So if you pay that off in 30 years, you know, you're paying significantly more in interest than you would if you paid it off in even just even 20 years, right? So um, those are another, you know, couple of things that you do think about. I think if you do the loan consolidation where you're paying a lower payment over a longer period of time, you know, the year is really where you are making more money, where there is more disposable income, you know, really coming up with a strategy to dump more into your student loan payment, even if it's only, you know, an extra 50 bucks or a hundred bucks a month, it starts to really make a lot of progress in your student loan payoff. You would be so surprised. Um, you know, another idea is you can look at alternate financing with companies like SoFi, but again, if you refinance a federal loan with a private lender, you give up a lot of benefits in the future. If you want to go back to school and um, you want to, you know, have deferment on your student loans and things like that, um, you know, you give that up, right? Because you aren't with a federal loan anymore. You're with a private lender. Now, a lot of these lenders have great programs. Like SoFi's got a great program if you're an entrepreneur. And there are a lot of, you know, benefits 
to going to uh, alternate refinancing. But this is a this is, again, this is not a one size fits all. This is really a decision that you have to make and make with your future spouse of you know just what makes most sense for you know our own particular situation. So again, you want to think about okay, what is the income situation going to look like once we get married? Who has the student loan debt? Do we both have the student loan debt or does just one of us have the student loan debt? What type of plan are we currently on? Because that's going to have a big impact as to whether getting married has an impact on your student loan payment. And then, you know, how much can we reasonably afford for student loan payoff, you know? And that just comes back to, again, knowing your numbers. That just comes back to having a really firm grasp over the income, which is the easy part. And then the expenses, which is the tough part, you know, what expenses are you going to have together? What is it going to look like together? You know, it's one thing to think about, okay, oh, I spend, you know, I'm just making this up. Let's say I spend $100 a week on groceries and okay, so, you know, what most uh, engaged couples do is like, all right, let's budget a hundred dollars for groceries. Well, you forget the fact that it's two people coming together, right? So that means two mouths you got to feed. And suddenly that a hundred dollars goes to 150 or $200 a week. And you don't account for that. So the budget can look super skewed, you know, until you actually start living together and you have a real sense of what you're spending. And it may be that one person ends up having more expenses than the other person. I mean, that that is a really realistic scenario that happens in the majority of marriages. Again, it does it shouldn't come with guilt and shame and all of those terrible things. It's just it's just the reality and it just needs some sort of plan behind it. Right? So all of these things just need a little forethought. Not, you know, if you're getting married, you're exciting. It's not like you have to spend hours and hours and hours debating these things, but a little forethought, a little thinking about strategy, a little thinking, asking questions, you know, of your future spouse. How do you think about this? How do you feel about this? You know, is this important to you? Is this not? And that really helps you come together and have a partnership mentality to your marriage and not just your kind of individual isolated views on things. That's really where all of the clashes come about. And the nasty arguments and the uh, slinging words and insults and things like that, right? So I'm a huge fan of like, let's try and eliminate that as much as we can. So again, I'm going to provide a link to the Federal Student uh, Aid Income Driven FAQs. It's super packed full of uh, some amazing question and answers. That would be my first place that I would start if I was you. Um, and then I really wouldn't hesitate to um, do all the research you can, but also reach out to a professional, buy an hour of their time, ask their opinion of how this is going to actually impact your own situation. Because when it comes down to it, you can read a million different articles and you can have a million different opinions, but until you have someone look at your situation, you don't know what is actually going to work for you. And that's really, really, really important. All right. So as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at millennial underscore money. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. 
let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC.